I'm calling this one Lessons from the Mushroom House. It was one of the first properties we ever bought, but it has incredible lessons for you if you're starting to buy or already buying real estate. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. So it was 1988 or 89, not sure. Could have even been a a year or two later. But there was a property for sale in my hometown of Blenheim, Ontario. Now, I want you to picture this place. It was about 100 feet from a railroad track, right around the corner from a a rather large grain elevator company where they process corn and wheat. So you can imagine there may have been a few mice and rats lurking around. So this property came up for sale because it was a foreclosure. The bank was foreclosing on the property. And I did a bit of digging, and I found out that the mortgage was something like uh, $89,000. So I called a lawyer I knew at the time, and I I, I said to him, "Uh, Jack, I got to ask you, what what do you offer on a property that uh, is under foreclosure. I've never done this before. And he said, whatever you think it's worth. And I said, yeah, but what if the mortgage, I said, I heard the mortgage is 89000 I'm sure they want eighty. He said, no, don't, whatever you think it's worth. So I called up the real estate agent. I remember this like it was yesterday. And I said to her, um, you know, we're going to offer, I think I said 48000 or something. And she said, oh, they'll never take that, blah, blah. And I said, look, you're working for me, and I'm telling you, that's what I'm offering. Write it up. So she put it in. They came back at 52, and I agreed to purchase the property. And never forget this. She said, well, if I knew it was going that cheaply, she said, I would have bought it. And, of course, she never worked for me again. But I did get the property. Now, here's something that was really strange that happened. So we were supposed to get it appraised, so I got it appraised before we could uh, get the mortgage. And the appraisal came back to such a level that the bank gave me $57,000 on a $52,000 purchase. And so after costs and everything, I remember I had like two or $3,000 in my pocket which was crazy because we had, uh, you know, I just got out of Michigan State, didn't have any money. I really needed um, money to buy groceries, and this is a true story. So the building we rented, we rented the house. It was a house. We rented it for, I believe at the time, was $750, $750. And then we were able to rent on the back where we used to call the mushroom house. There were actually sort of like little garages you could put together. So... I, I learned that many people, um, many guys at that time, wanted to sort of have a place to work on cars. So I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. So we rented out to a number of people, I think anywhere from 100 to $200, and we had a, a few of those. And, and, I, and at the end of the month, when, when the mortgage was paid and the other costs were paid and 
taxes were put aside, I actually had four or five hundred dollars left over. So I had I had put nothing into this property, took some money out on closing, and then was able to have cash flow every month. And in at that time, I think interest rates were ten plus percent. So it was it was exciting. So uh, of course we were hooked. And and you know not not too many people were too excited about my buying it because it was kind of not the nicest property. We call it maybe a C. C minus, but uh, the owners, the the renters in the house, sorry, they had a cat and that took care of any mice issues and and I guess the mice stayed away and it all went well. Kept it for a very long time as cash flow and eventually wanted to sell it. Ended up selling the property, I believe it was $78,000 we sold it for. By that time, the tenant had paid down the mortgage significantly and, and uh, we then sold it and moved on. So that was the mushroom house. So the or the mushroom place, I think we called it. So one of the things I want you to think about is the different ways real estate can work for you. So on the first and the first thing that happened with that property, which is very rare, but sometimes can happen today, is you buy something, but you're not using any of your own money. Now today you might have to use um, other people's money as far as other investors because banks very rarely will give you um, you know uh, 75% of an appraised value they'll give you 75% of the purchase price regardless of what you pay for it uh, so it's it's much more difficult today but it's still possible so you you then want a property that will provide you with monthly cash flow the second part that's happening is there's there may be and there's no guarantee of this, but there may be some appreciation. So if you buy something for two hundred, there's a chance that ten years from now it might be worth two hundred and twenty-five. Let's just say. But the coolest thing that happens is that when you own this property, the tenants are paying down your mortgage. So if you're buying a property for two hundred, and twenty-five years from now. The mortgage is gone. Or 10 years from now, the mortgage is 150. You can do a number of things, but the most important thing to remember is the money that's being paid down by the tenants is also part of your gain. So you have all these ways to make it work for you. I just got into a recent discussion last week with a financial expert who tried to tell me that, you know, my buying a real estate property was a bad idea. Because what I told him was I was going to buy one personally. We had our eye on a property, and we're going to buy one in a couple of months. We already have the the price negotiated, and I'm going to purchase it personally. Mary and I are going to purchase it, not in a corp, just personally for a number of reasons. Um, and I think you should all have, regardless of what you're doing in your business life, if you're choosing uh, to do real estate, I think you might think about doing that as well. Now, you could argue about, well, you're open to liability. Someone slips and falls. You own it in your own name. Well, we do have insurance, and, and generally speaking, if you take care of your buildings, you can eliminate that issue because you're doing the best you can. It could still happen, and that would be difficult and horrible, but as far as owning the asset, I think it's helpful to own it personally. At least that's what makes sense for me, and please remember, always uh, consult any changes you're going to make um, talking to your own financial advisors. Don't do what I'm doing. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. So. The mushroom place was an incredible lesson for me, a lesson about buying something under foreclosure where it's based still on what you think it's worth, about buying a property that you can maybe refigure. Because remember, it was a mushroom, small mushroom farm that we, it didn't have any land with it, 
<coughs> excuse me, but it was a mushroom farm. So we were able to reconfigure the use so that we could put it for people who could, you know, park their cars and work on their cars. And we're very happy to pay for that opportunity to not be home and spend some time away from home working on a project or a hobby. So that met a need. And the other part that's very important, the tenants paid down the, the mortgage. Now, this was a time when rates were well over 10%, not like today where they're 3 or 4 or even less than 3 depending on what you're purchasing. So that's the lesson of the mushroom place. Um, I don't have any mushroom places anymore. I'd like, I'd, like to get a, I'd like to get a few other buildings that would do similar things that the mushroom place would do, and that's why I'm excited about a personal purchase, and I'll talk about that perhaps down the road. But what I want you to do is to think about whatever you're doing with your hard-earned dollars, think about how you're investing them. I mean, spending's easy. You know, I hear people talking about spending all the time. How are you going to invest? In my personal opinion is uh, residential real estate is one of the best investments you can make today that I can make today and that's why I'm doing that. Again, I'm Henry Speck for Shrink Money Advice. I look forward to speaking with you again next time. It's 2020 so have an amazing week and let's focus on setting some financial goals and having an amazing year. Let's talk next time. Have a great one. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 